0: What have you done? Stop meddling with my ship! It isn't what I have done, but what you have not done. You must finish the game. You cannot leave here until you have. Your infantile behavior is beyond a joke. Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Mac. And I'm Caleb. And this is a podcast where a Doctor Who veteran and a Doctor Who beginner go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. And this week we will be watching The Celestial Toymaker. The Celestial Toymaker aired April 2nd, 1966 to April 23rd, 1966. It was written by Brian Hales, directed by Bill Sellers, and produced by Eines Lloyd. So, thank God we have a new producer. Hopefully, there will be less infighting with the cast and production crew.
1: <laughs> yes, hopefully less drama. And hopefully not this, like, massive turnover of characters.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And unfortunately, this is another one that we're going to have to listen to. <sighs> I know, I know. I think there might be, like, one episode still alive, but I don't know. The Celestial Toymaker makes me think of something very otherworldly and really cool and and awesome. Um, But given that I know that uh, John Wiles fucked them all over by using up all the budget in the previous story, I feel like this one might not be as cool as I'm hoping it is. (laughs)
1: Fun fact, that's actually why this one is an audio. Whereas the others were lost. They just didn't have a budget for film on this one.
0: Yeah, we couldn't afford cameras. So, Caleb, given uh, everything you know about Doctor Who, and given the title, The Celestial Toymaker, and given the ending of the last episode where the Doctor was fading in and out of existence, what do you think this episode is going to be about? This is obviously
1: the inspiration for uh, the timeless pixar movie toy story mm-hmm. where the travelers are in a space world where there's just a man who enjoys his little toys and they're all alive when he's not looking and he thinks the travelers are toys and i don't know the doctor's invisible because his squeaker's going out or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know that could that could be cool i was just thinking of um there's there's a villain in one piece who can turn who can turn people into toys and it's kind of fucking terrifying because the moment that she does turn you into a toy everyone forgets that you ever existed oh that is terrifying yeah it's a it's a a rough arc the it's a rough arc that one this is a one piece podcast now I want to say that I could do a one piece podcast but I don't think I could I don't think I could uh, you want to do a Naruto podcast (laughs) one stupidly long series is enough for me thanks
1: no we're doing one piece Naruto bleach oh god then dragon ball just all dragon of dragon ball. ball all of dragon ball i don't know what to think about how many episodes that is. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot um but no i generally have no idea i uh, so i'm sticking with sto- i'm sticking with toy story all right good guess or it's either that or like a crazy sci-fi nutcracker that'd be cool
0: okay so with that we will see you all in the future let's get going And we're back. May have just been a couple seconds for you, but it was four days for us.
1: Yeah, quick turnaround on this one.
0: I love the episode today turnaround when it's just one-to-one. Yeah. That's my favorite.
1: That, that's real spicy. Not going to happen very often. but
0: <laughs> Won't, Will barely ever happen, but I really like it. So before we begin, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room that I need to address. Oh. I did not know this until I looked up Trivia.
1: The face you're making right now is not good.
0: (laughs) So the episode title is a double entendre? A pun? Because, you know, celestial is a word for otherworldly and uh, godlike. Uh, Turns out, it was also a very old racial slur for a Chinese man.
1: (sighs) Oh! Oh, It was alright. Oh,
0: that's a spicy mister ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's already cringe enough. When, like they referred to him as like the Mandarin in like the first episode, but that makes it infinitely worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, it yeah, does. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> anyway, <Christ. laughs> I just thought we should probably go ahead and get that out of the way. <clears throat> I think that's so odd uh, because it
1: it feels like such a weird aesthetic thing. Like they didn't even like try and make it mandarin or chinese at all there's like yeah this guy looks i don't know chinese i guess
0: yeah they just put him in that like type of outfit and it's like okay sure i mean
1: and it's weird that i'm saying this in marco polo's credit it's weird that marco polo went like uh, i'm not gonna say full racist on it but like if they were gonna like make the reference to mandarin like i don't know they're gonna do vaguely chinese things
0: I don't know. And, like, the guy playing the Toymaker, he didn't, like, put on a voice or anything. That's so.
1: what, and that's what I mean. It's like, it just seems weird. Like, it's so casually racist, I don't even know what to do about it.
0: There's there's another f- fun racist tidbit that's later, but oddly enough, completely unrelated to anything we're currently talking about. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, but we'll get to that when we get to that. But, Caleb, before we really dive in, overall, what'd you think of the Celestial Toymaker? I'll totally I told
1: you off record. Uh, I don't like clowns. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and, and not not in a like uh, I'm scared of clowns kind of way. It just uh, they're really annoying.
0: <laughs> like I, I don't like clowns. I don't like clowns at all. <laughs> you don't you don't hate clowns in a fear kind of way. You hate clowns in a sideshow bob hitting a stepping on a rake kind of way. Yes. It's
1: the, uh, uh. Um. So yeah. So I don't know where it's at in the rankings. Surprise. But it's definitely not cracking the top 50%.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, luckily the clowns are only there in the first episode? Maybe it's just because they
1: referred to them as clowns in the first episode, but I imagined everything being clowns after that, and it it, it was equally as annoying.
0: Oh, their antagonists after that were, like, representatives of the playing cards. So I just, I saw them in, like, full, like, Queen of Hearts and King of Hearts regalia.
1: I imagine that loosely too. I, uh, for some reason, I connected the image on my head of like Alice in Wonderland, where like the the guards are just cards with hands. That's what I pictured, but they had clown faces in my mind, and that made me really mad. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, well, uh, we're already getting ahead of ourselves, so let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, let's do it. I guess I'll just get on with the first
1: description. Episode 1, The Celestial Toy Room, which is apparently a racist thing. The Doctor is invisible, and the two companions don't know what to do about it. Cut to the Toymaker, who pulls two dolls out of a chest which grow their life size. He commands them to deal with Dodo and Steven. The Doctor becomes visible again, and the three of them encounter a robot with a video screen. The Toymaker appears on the screen, and the Doctor appears to know who he is. He warns Dodo and Steven that they must be cautious in this place and that the Toymaker will tr- try and trap them forever. The group is separated and the Doctor is forced to play a game with the Toymaker while Dodo and Steven play a game with the Clowns. They must win several games in a row to get back to the TARDIS and be free. After successfully beating the two Clowns, they just fucking die and Dodo and Steven race off to the next challenge.
0: Yeah, um, so at the very beginning of the episode, Dodo was just pointing out all the plot holes. They were. uh The doctor was like, "We're trapped in the Toy Maker's realm," and Dodo's like, "Why don't we just leave? Just use the TARDIS and get out of here." And he's like, "No, oh, no, 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 no." All right, I guess that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then um he's like intangible, like he can't touch any of the controls, um, and he asks Steven to flip on the switch to open up the doors and then the doctor walks out. And then Dodo's like, if he's intangible, why did he need you to open the doors in order to leave the TARDIS? (laughs) New headcanon.
1: The doctor's actually suicidal and is just trying to get killed. Oh no, you made a face like that's a depressing true thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no. No. No, asterisk. I, I can safely say... At this point in the series, that is definitely not the case. <laughs> and then they exit the TARDIS, and he uh, becomes solid again. And the Toy Maker tries to, like, hypnotize Dodo and Steven. And then uh, Doctor's like, no, look away, look away. It's just one of the Toymaker's tricks. And the Toymaker appears. Um, and they are, like, uh, doing, like, a... Banter back and forth of like, oh, you got away from me last time, Doctor, but this time I will have the upper hand and blah, 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 blah. And it's like they clearly know each other. The Doctor and the Toy Maker have interacted before, and it was implied a couple of times throughout the story that the Doctor was trapped by the Toymaker and then he managed to outsmart him and they escaped. But, like, you don't really learn much more because like they're acting as if we should know the Toymaker. They're acting as if the Toymaker is a return a returning villain and it mm. just feels like the writing makes it feel like we should be more familiar with him. And so I was expecting a little bit more of a deep dive into how and when he dealt with this creep before.
1: I suppose that's true. I don't know, I kind of like that. I kind of the parts of the show I enjoy the most are like when we get this like weird implied history that the doctor refuses to elaborate on. Mm. uh i just kind of took it as that so yeah. granted i didn't read this wiki entry but when i looked at the TARDIS wiki for no reason uh not to write my episode descriptions uh it did say that there was an unproduced Toymaker episode
0: yes there there was supposed to be a there's actually supposed to be a sequel to this oh okay spoilers for the end of this story i guess they defeat the Toymaker, and his realm is destroyed, but the Toymaker isn't dead. He just has to take the time to rebuild his his realm, and then he's able to use it again. I think it was supposed to be a sixth Doctor adventure. That was like the return of the Toy Maker. It's like, round three! Round three. Round one is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to see round one. Uh, <laughs> and I also made the note of Dodo, never change because there was a scene it's the scene that I was just talking about the doctor's like whatever you do don't look at the screen okay and then the toy maker's like hey look over there and dodo's like okay and she <laughs> looks at the screen <laughs> i'm like dodo i love you <laughs> um i can't remember
1: exactly what steven said but uh it had something to do with violence and i agreed with it <laughs> i i don't remember if it's in this episode or not but uh he says some or the doctor says something along the lines of like the toy makers trapped us here. And Steven's like, well, why don't we just beat him up? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> why don't we beat people up?
0: Let's just kick the shit out of him. He's just a dude, not like a trickster god or anything. I mean, I don't know. He just kind of seems like a dude like, yeah, like trickster goddy, but
1: I don't know. He seems real enough to hit. His lies are fake, but his face is real. So I'm going to
0: punch it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all i'm saying is i appreciate it i have a feeling like we're coming to the end of a lot of things like and steven's been on the show for a hot minute so he's probably on his way out i'm guessing at some point point. and i but one thing i appreciate about steven is just his instinct for
0: violence <laughs> <laughs> it's true out of all the out of all the companions so far steven has been the one that's most willing to throw down
1: <laughs> i mean like they kind of turned ian into a strong man and like Vicky had, like, the propensity to, like, lead revolutions. But uh, Ty- or Steven's the one who's like, let's just beat them up. Like, <laughs> I'm bigger than they are. Very true. He's a very tall man. He's a very tall man. But then, so, like, the robots, and then uh, they get separated, and the doctor has to play. So The narrator took the time to explain the game, and I'm like, I'm not going to fucking remember okay, any so, of this.
0: So what it was, it's called, they called it the Trilogic game. I've I've seen it, I've played it, um, but never to the extent, like, the extent that they're playing it here. It's, like, three spots. You've got, like, a, a big circle, a medium circle, and a small circle. And you have to try and get all, like, the entire stack from point A to either point B or C in the fewest number of moves you can. So you move, like, you can only move one piece at a time and you can't put a bigger piece on top of a smaller piece. Okay. So, it's um I've only ever seen it with like th- uh, like a stack of 3 or possibly a stack of 5, but this one was a stack of 10. Do you ever see uh Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Uh yes. That was it was the um logic test that they used to check to see if Caesar was
1: Oh, okay. Caesar's
0: intelligence was raising. Okay. To see how, how many moves it took for him to solve the puzzle. Um, only this one had ten, so it's like, so it's so the minimum number of moves you had to make in order to get that to work was what did he say? A thousand eighty three, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so basically, the toy maker was saying you cannot make one single mistake in this. You have to do the minimum number of moves. And that's what. Hmm. It
1: was. Interesting. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily
1: think it's a. I was incapable of understanding just as soon as I heard. Once I heard Peter Purvis like describing the game I just checked out I'm like got it they're playing the game I'm not even gonna pretend to care what the Game actually is <laughs> Then we get introduced to the clowns Oh
0: and it's the worst Part of the whole arc <laughs> Honestly it kind of is Cause it's a uh, it's an obstacle Course you where One partner has a blindfold on And the other partner Has to like indicate like Stop go forward turn around Go and like that kind of stuff. Um, so, like, I'm sure it would be interesting to watch because it's basically like a blindfolded American Ninja Warrior, but really, really dull to listen to. <laughs>
1: Super dull to listen to. Uh, uh, but honestly, the competition was better than just, like, the two or three minutes you meet the clowns because they're all like, I'm a clown, honk, honk. And the other one, the girl, I think it's Claire is her name. She's like, oh, I smell my flowers scorched in the face with water. Oh, I couldn't stand it. Every single bit of it was... <laughs> atrocious.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently this this script went through a lot of rewrites and it was supposed to be a little bit more dark and satirical, a bit more Tim Burtony. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be very much more intimidating in terms of being trapped and being forced to play games. Think of it more like Saw.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I kind of got the vibe that it was
1: like a Tim Burton Saw. So, I just assumed yeah. that the writing was like toned down because I don't know, it's like the 60s.
0: Well, yeah, it w- it was it went through a couple rewrites, and the fact that the previous producer basically sucked out all their uh, budget, they basically only had empty rooms and reusing props from other other stuff that was around the filming studio at the time, and reusing actors. Yeah, in order in order to put this on, so I feel like. We can blame John Wiles for this not being as cool as it could have been. <laughs> John Wiles, you fuck! I could have had satirical Doctor Who saw, <laughs> <laughs> but because it was uh, such a lower budget version, I think maybe because we had to listen to it, it kind of worked in our advantage because anything we can think of that was the sets was probably more extravagant than what was actually on screen.
1: Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like overall, the whole thing isn't bad. So, getting yeah, the final thoughts, but uh but yeah uh, i like the i like the kind of subtle nature of it i don't hate i honestly don't hate the structure of the story in general yeah uh the kind of like episodic like we have to solve the games some of it is really dumb but that's kind of par for the course (laughs) yeah but yeah i'm ready to go on if you are yeah i don't have any other notes oh i will appreciate that like when the two clowns lose they just they just fucking die (laughs) (laughs) take that you stupid clown I understand that they're not really dying, they're like being turned off or whatever, but I, I don't know. I like the idea that they died. So it's <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, particularly in the last one, but we'll get to that. Episode 2, The Hall of Dolls. Dodo and Steven must solve a set of riddles, but they aren't alone. There are four other players dressed as the King, Queen, and Knave of Hearts, as well as a Joker. Steven thinks they are in the toy maker's control, but the people insist that they are not. Together, they each collect dolls and sit them in chairs, trying to find the one that won't kill them all in the other room, the toy maker taunts the doctor and reminds him that Steven and Dota must beat their challenge before the doctor completes his, or the two of them will be trapped there forever Once everyone succumbs to the chairs, the companions win the challenge and move on to the next one as three dancing dolls pursue them um
0: so this is the episode that has the fun racist thing. Uh, <laughs> So it was kind of it was cut out of the audio version and replaced with uh, Peter Purvis's narration. Uh, But at one point, the the king is trying to decide what chair to use, and he does "Eeny, meeny, miny, moe."
1: Oh no! I didn't know this. They used the original one, didn't they? They They used used the original
0: one. (sighs) Ah, (laughs) I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was a thing, Caleb. I always thought it was Tiger. (laughs) Oh no. Oh god. Yeah, 9- 1966 that was that was not considered something that was inappropriate for for broadcast.
1: I wish everyone could see my face right now because I am horrified. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> the new producer was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to be honest. This show doesn't attack minorities enough." <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, frankly offended by how watchable it is by everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate how inclusive it is.
1: We need to fix that. Their first, the first meeting uh, with the producer, he, sh- he shuts the script. He's like, guys, I'm not going to lie. I don't like this show. It's soy boy cuckery. We're going to change that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm tired of these 1966 SJWs messing up my television. <laughs> so at the very opening they go in they're about to go into the next room and the narration clearly says that the that the door has a pull to open sign on it and they're having a lot of difficulty getting the door open and then dodo says i know let's pull instead i'm like were you assholes pushing on the door that says pull to open <laughs> this is why you're the reason why customer service sucks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I make the note that the toy maker is just an elder god who likes to make escape rooms as a hobby, and we spend a long time, it's like listening to the king and queen just like bumblingly bicker back yeah. and forth. I'm like, "Oh my god, I
1: don't care, shut up." There's a reason my description was so short is cuz like a
0: huge amount of it is just listening to them ramble. I'm like, "I don't give a fuck about any of this." Yeah. And then I make the note of, oh, oh God, this entire episode is just going to be the chair game, isn't it? <sighs> and it sure was. It sure was the whole time. The structure of this entire story is, in theory, really good. Like it makes sense to have a game per episode. I like that in theory, but in practice, it feels like we're just stretching one scene over an entire episode. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like this chair game should have been over in like five seconds.
1: No, I 100% agree because even though even listening to them they're all like pretty much the same link. This episode felt like it took forever. Yeah, it's just slow. Um I think it's is it the weakest episode? I don't know. I don't like the other episode that much either.
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's the weakest. My vote for the weakest one is the next one. Yeah. You know what? I think I agree with you. But the the chair game is interesting concept where it's just like each chair will kill you in a different way except for one and so you have the different dolls to like test them out I would have preferred it if they didn't have the dolls like they needed to come up with some alternate means of
1: testing it Mac just has a, oh yeah this would have been way more interesting Mac has a unquenchable
0: bloodlust. I mean Mac just has to see people die on screen So more along the lines of I wanted them to be able to puzzle it they they got a riddle at the at the beginning of every single game and the the riddle was always just play the game that's it <laughs> and it was i just feel like it would have been a lot cooler if the riddle was like the kind of logic puzzle of this type of chair can't sit next to this type of chair and this type of chair uh is only on the far left side and this type of chair it can only be on the far right side like that kind of riddle? That kind of word game? I feel like could have worked, and like, if you get it wrong, you're fucking dead. I would have liked that. But instead, it was, oh no, there are seven chairs, six of them will kill us, and here are these six dolls we can use. Well, there's no challenge there! <laughs> Just put a doll yeah. in a chair until
1: someone doesn't blow up! <laughs> okay, M- Max unquenchable bloodlust isn't good enough. I'll tell you my unquenchable bloodlust. <laughs> Hit me. My unquenchable bloodlust is... I agree no dolls. There's what six chairs and, like five people. Uh, there's seven chairs and four people. Seven chairs and four people. Um, I prefer a game of survivor <laughs> and it's like reverse <laughs> russian roulette and basically everyone's like no fuck you you send the chair. <laughs> and then everyone just kind of votes I'm like okay we all agree the nave is a piece of shit, right? All right, send the chair.
0: Yeah, that's true. That would be that would have been cool. I just like well, we have a 1 in 6 chance now. <laughs>
1: Who, who's the second biggest piece of shit in the room
0: we have a one in six chance now but like we have three people so honestly if you really think about it it's more like a 50 50 shot <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i think that would
1: agree but we agree that the dolls having the dolls in the room just removes the challenge and there's no stakes
0: correct which is why it's all the stupider that dodo sits down and freezes <laughs> 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 dodo we love you but honey stop <laughs> There were two chairs left, and we still had a doll. Why did you sit down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like the freezing chair or whatever, right? Yeah, she, like, froze, and I don't remember how she survived. I don't know how she did either, because she, like, touched Steven, and he started to freeze, too. I was like, oh, well,
1: there's the two companions dead. Yeah.
0: She she started freezing, it cut it away, it cut away to the doctor, and then cut back to them, and they were like, oh, thank goodness, we managed to fix that. Anyway... <laughs> I pretty much guarantee you that's exactly how it happened in the actual footage too. They're like,
1: oh. I mean, "Yeah," and then she starts to freeze. And I was like, "Great." What happens after that? And they're like,
0: "I don't know." <laughs> uh, that depends. Does Jackie Lane still have a contract with us? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and they're
1: like, "What do you mean? You, we don't know. We already we filmed everything up until this point." And they're like,
0: "Ah." Uh. <laughs> all right. That's pretty much all I got.
1: Yeah, I have nothing. It, it's it's deadly. It's not even musical chairs, it's deadly chairs. Yeah. Um, don't sit on the chairs and you won't because you don't have to. But they get away and they move on to the next one. And then and then yeah, it really goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> the dancing floor. Dodo and Steven meet another pair of dolls named Rug and Mr. Wit and Mrs. Wiggs. The two have to find a thimble in the kitchen in order to escape. A food fight breaks out and they find a key and they find the key in a pie and move on to the next challenge. There, they see three ballerina dolls dancing on the floor. They pull everyone in the dance with them, and once they realize the dance will go on forever, Dodo and Steven escape and move to the next challenge. Their final test will be the most difficult, though, and they are quickly running out of time.
0: Yep. Anyway, moving on to episode four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like,
1: literally, like, that's it. I mean, so much of nothing happens in these episodes, so. And again, yeah. and I think this one structurally would have been better applied to, like, the last episode, where, like, you get two games, you get two games in the episode. Mm-hmm. The problem is both games here are stupid, <laughs> and the characters are really annoying.
0: Yeah, because they're in this kitchen, and there's the two british couple fighting and um one of my notes is this weird british couple fighting bit is like the energizer bunny <laughs> 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 i mean <laughs> it's like they tried to pad this game out as much as they possibly could but even they could only stretch it so far and it only took up half an episode so they were like uh dancing they have to dance now they have to dance They didn't even, like, figure out how to to fix this. They didn't, like, we're going to do this ballroom dance now, and we're going to trade partners. So now it's uh, Bobo. It's Dodo and Steven, and then they dance across the floor to get to the other side. Like, they didn't even do that. It's just, all right, we're leaving now.
1: (laughs) Well, this was fun, guys. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was weird because, like, it it's implied that like they can't stop dancing while they're on the floor, so like mm-hmm. they'll dance until they die. But nothing's really keeping you on the floor.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very strange.
1: It's not like they're like I put a spell on you and now you're mine. Dance yeah. till
0: you die. Uh, they're just <laughs> they're like okay, well, we don't want to do that, so we win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, okay, I, again this this story has such has such a good idea. On conceptual levels, I love this idea of this elder god trapping people and forcing them to play their games, play their plays games for their for his own amusement, and like they're trapped there and they have to outwit him in order to escape. That's a really cool concept. They don't do shit with it. <laughs> yep, it's it, it's like it's like uh, I mean it's like Saw
1: or like maybe like PG Pinhead. Yeah, is that his name? I don't know. I saw one of those
0: movies. Uh Saw. The villain is Jigsaw.
1: Well, that's Jigsaw, but like, what's uh? There's another.
0: It's from Hellraiser.
1: Hellraiser, that's what it is. But Hellraiser is like a very similar concept,
0: isn't it? I have no idea. I have n- I, I have not seen any Hellraiser nor any Saw. So,
1: I very I very distinctly remember seeing a part of Hellraiser. I thought it was the same premise. Someone in someone someone who likes Doctor Who, and for some reason Hellraiser. Correct me. <laughs> or
0: someone who really <laughs> likes Hellraiser, and for some reason Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I had I had three notes for this episode. The first one is this should be better than it is. The second one is the Energizer Bunny thing, and then the third one is credits roll. No notes. Yep. I mean, it it is such a nothing episode. We honestly could have gone to the next episode and wouldn't have even
1: realized why i missed anything.
0: Yeah, very true. On that note, let's go to the next episode. (laughs) On that note.
1: Let's get to episode four, the final test, where we do meet my favorite character I've ever hated in my life. (laughs) Uh, The travelers have to play hopscotch against a clown named Cyril, who constantly cheats and changes the rules to stop them from advancing. When he finally wins the game this way, he gets so excited and just fucking dies on his own trap. With all the tests passed, the travelers and the doctor are ready to leave, but the toy maker insists the doctor finishes the game first. If the toy maker wins, they all have to stay forever. But if he loses, the world will be destroyed and the travelers with it. So the doctor gets away by making himself sound like the toy maker, I guess? And they get away? Okay. They celebrate with some weird candy and the doctor cries about a toothache. In case you couldn't tell, I
0: literally did not understand how they got away. <laughs> I had to rewind and re listen to it like twice, and then look up the wiki because I did not follow what the <laughs> fuck was going on. <laughs> and I really try to make sure the descriptions are true to my feelings experiencing it. I, I appreciate that. So yeah, this game is just snakes and ladders or shoots and ladders, depending where you're from. It's, it's a mix of that and hopscotch, where you have to jump from one square to the next. But if you step anywhere other than where you're supposed to go, um, you get electrocuted, and I was like, man, this would have been so cool if it was a literal floor as lava. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Electricity's cool and all. We know what's even cooler? Lava. Lava.
0: <laughs> and then, as
1: we said, Serial, uh, like, basically creates the rules as the game is going, uh, and he lies, and he cheats, and Dodo falls for it, and that makes me really mad.
0: Right, like he pretends to fall, and like he's bleeding. And then uh, she's like, he's really hurt. We need to go help him. And Steven is like, this is obviously a lie. This is so obviously a lie. It's not even funny. Please do not fall (laughs) for this lie. And she's like, but what if he's really hurt? (laughs) And so she has to go back.
1: Yep. And then, oh, my God, turns out it was a trick. You have to start (laughs) over. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And even even Steven's logic of, even if this is a lie, who fucking cares? Fuck that guy. He's trying to kill us. (laughs) fuck that man in particular <laughs> and then uh so they're basically playing hopscotch Cyril's cheating the win and then when he they're like rolling dice or something right to determine how
0: many yeah, steps they get they, they roll they roll the dice to see how many how many spaces they move forward and then depending on what space they land on uh, determines whether it's like, move ahead two spaces, or move back three spaces, or whatever. Oh, I see. I see. And then if you land on a space where that's already occupied by someone, that original person goes back to the start. Right, right, right. But, so, after like three or
1: four, like, gaffes, Serial um, rolls a die that would let him win the game. And he's so excited about it, he tries to race the other end, and literally slips and fucking gets incinerated on his own trap
0: <laughs> yep because on the, the very the very last space before the before the finish line he put a whole bunch of like slippery powder i don't know how powder is slippery but <laughs> i don't know but uh it was intended intended to make the other people slip and fall and die um, but in his excitement he forgot that he placed the fucking trap and then, <laughs> and then ran directly into it and I just got to say, I appreciate and hate that
1: so much. <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand, Ciro got got, and that was really satisfying to me. <laughs> but it was also really stupid. And then Dodo <laughs> almost slips on it too. Yeah. Which was like, not as bad as Barb thinking there's a refrigerator in the Roman <laughs> villa. But very similar to that.
0: <laughs> I love Dodo. I love Dodo for a lot of reasons. Her intelligence is not one of them. <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air to have a companion
1: who was just notably not smart, like not yes. not in any capacity except maybe for animals. But that has not been brought up since. And yeah, I don't know. I appreciate having a dumb companion, but it's also very irritating sometimes.
0: It's kind of like having a child. <laughs> so I guess earlier in the story, the toy maker must have si- like spoken out loud a move to be made on the Trilogic game. And that, like, caused one of the pieces to move, I guess. I don't remember him doing that, but that's the only way that the way they escape makes sense. Because the Doctor only has one move left, and it's obvious that if he does that last move, he wins. At which point, the Toymaker's realm is destroyed, and every every one and everything inside of it. But if he doesn't make the move, they're trapped there forever. So, they get in the TARDIS and the doctor tries to do the vocal command, but it won't move, and then the doctor the doctor does his best toy maker impression, and then the piece does move, and he dematerializes at the same time, so he's able to escape at the same time the realm is destroyed. It's really dumb. It's yeah. a dumb way they got out of this.
1: It is an exceedingly dumb way. Like, literally, I was just fucking confused. But I was so confused, I didn't even bother. I was like, uh, uh okay they got away i guess
0: because like the way that it's shot the way or uh, the way that it's told they're acting as if they just outsmarted the toy maker but it doesn't feel like they did mm-hmm. they didn't find a loophole or anything they just pressed a button and ran away real quick like, Haha, i've outsmarted you by pushing the button and then running away real quick yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> it feels like brian hales the guy who wrote this just, like, wrote himself into a corner. He's like, ah, shit. How do they get out of this? I guess the same way that Dodo got out of the chair. They just fucking do. <laughs> they, they
1: just do. <laughs> everything, I'm gonna headcanon, everything in, like, the last five minutes is purely ad-libbed. The writer was like, I don't know, just make it up. What Whatever feels right. And the actual script just says, they leave. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the premise of The Toymaker. But I do not like the execution.
0: Yeah. Same.
1: Well, because, like, they could have gone two ways with it. They could have gone with, like, a really rigidly logical person who, like, you know, has his own set of rules and, like, there's, I don't know, there is a pattern to him, so to speak. Yeah. Or they could have done, like, a petulant man-child who doesn't like to lose. Yeah. And they they leaned more into that with the toy maker, but it was still bad. Like, I was, I don't know. I feel like it's a good way to make someone who like just doesn't want to lose and will just like make up rules to make sure they win. Uh and pretend they're logical, but I don't know. It would have also been nice to see the doctor blast him for that. <laughs> I would have liked him to say is like, you're not really smart, you just like to feel like you are. And here's how I
0: are smart outsmart you to prove the point. Yeah. I would have really liked to have the toy maker be a bit more of a ever present threat, like a game master kind of thing, and just mm-hmm. And then the doctor pulls some shit to get out of the realm and the toy makers just like pissed and throwing a tantrum of just you cheated kind of thing. But uh, it, the ending's very unsatisfying. Yeah, immensely unsatisfying. I also kind
1: of like the if, I, I want the exact same villain, but very cold and logical where it's like, yeah, like these are the rules. And you don't follow the rules. You die. But I don't really care if you win or lose. Those are just the rules. Yeah. And like it's it's more of just like a passive threat they have to deal with rather than like a villain actively trying to stop them. Does
0: that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah it's like a crazy person. No, that that totally makes sense. On uh, the note of the ending, just like being really unsatisfying and making no sense. Why would you eat the candies? Why? Why? Why does anyone other than Dodo think that's a good idea? <laughs> Stephen even points out, no, you got those candies from Cyril. You know the guy who worked for the toy maker, don't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> then the doctor just pops one in his mouth. I've seen the footage of him doing that. He puts it in his mouth and then he like clutches his hand to his mouth and like reels back in pain, so it's like implied that ah, ha ha, it's one last trick from the toy maker. Peter Purvis's narration kind of ruins that when he just says, eh, it's a toothache. <laughs> Oh, see, I actually thought it was like
1: one last trick when the tooth thing on again and Haha, We'll have to find out what that is in the next story. No. But is it really just a toothache and it doesn't get brought up again? Ah, sorry. I guess I ruined that for you. I didn't think I did. <sighs> I thought we were about to go on a big dentist adventure. We are.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, well not, to give to, not to give too much of a spoiler, but the next episode is the search for the doctor's dentist. <laughs> It's actually a very bu- boring, bureaucratic episode. It's not, though. I'm really looking forward to the next episode.
1: <laughs> you fought, you you watched the doctor spend a lot of time filing paperwork for his health insurance
0: company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there is one more piece of trivia before we go to final thoughts. So Peter Purvis took the Trilogic game prop home with him as like a souvenir kind of thing. And then after he leaves Doctor Who... He does not get any like additional acting work for like a year and a half. And he was like super struggling financially and he didn't know what to do. And it got to the point where he kind of almost he almost felt like the prop was cursed in some way. And so he just he just got rid of it. And the next day after he got rid of it, he was offered a, uh, a main role on a TV show. Whoa! <laughs> Wild, <laughs> spooky. Um. But yeah, final thoughts. Uh. Well, I hate
1: clowns, so I'm gonna give this story a solid four out of ten.
0: Nah, lower than that. Three out of ten. I lied. This story had such a good concept, and like the pacing was in theory really good, of uh, like a actual like beat with each each episode. But the games were just bad. The games are bad. It was not fun to listen to i can't imagine that it would have been much better to watch everything was poorly explained (laughs) yeah i think of all the episodes we've watched so far this is the one that had the highest potential with the lowest payoff so i think actually hold on a second i'm gonna count real quick so it is technically in my top half but like looking at my list it almost looks like it's dead center (laughs)
1: Yeah, which is a, the absolute highest I would put it, and I have a feeling when I go to do mine the, the day before the podcast where I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: it will probably be in the bottom half. I took a screenshot of our conversation and sent <laughs> and sent it to Brittany. Our conversation where we're thinking about what to do for the Doctor Who special when he no, 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 the, the doc, the the conversation we had earlier today. Oh, And I asked if you had if you had listened to it yet. And I had a betting pool going to see if you had or not. And you said, no, I haven't, but I will get it done before we record. (laughs) So the so the bet was with Brittany. Yeah, I was I was like, "Okay, we're doing we're coming back to record in four days. That's an episode a day. Perfect. Caleb, meanwhile, was like, I have two hours. If I listen to it at double speed, I should be able to make it. (laughs)
1: Hey, 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 hey. It was a time and a half. (laughs) And I listened to it at like two o'clock. I had plenty of time.
0: Eh, Plenty of time. I basically, I've given my final thoughts. It's basically great, great concept. Wish it was better. Uh, Fuck you, John Wiles for making it worse than it probably could have been. And the pacing was good in theory.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I, I pretty much agree with everything on that. I miss my potential for Doctor Who Saw. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think that would be great. Uh, I'm also, the only benefit of this is our conversation, where now I'm like peaked about the suicidal doctor. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that'll be interesting to get to, maybe. yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode. If you'd like to talk to us about it, you can find us on Twitter at QuickTripDW. And if you'd like to just talk to us in general, you can find Mac at Macthema and Caleb at CLB underscore Clark. Also, make sure to head over to Mac's YouTube channel, also called MacThema, to watch his funny and insightful videos about video games. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major podcast networks. And the best way to help us out is just by rating it five stars and telling your friends
0: about it. And join us next time on a quick trip through space and time, in which we watch the first Doctor Who episode, primarily set in America, in The Gunfighters.
1: Oh! <gasps> Is this a cowboy episode? (laughs) Maybe... Also, make sure to head over to Max's YouTube channel, Mac the Ma, to watch his insert adjective here videos. <laughs> Let me do that part again.
0: What am I supposed to say right there? Video game videos. I I felt presumptuous calling it my uh, really good or really funny or really insightful videos. So I was just like, you say something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right.